From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, The Polyphonic Synth Journey of Fusion Jazz. Fusion Jazz of the 1970s and early 1980s was full of synthesizers. Early on, these were monophonic, like the Mini Moog and Arp Odyssey, and fit well with the kind of soloing that musicians were accustomed to in jazz. As the decade progressed and technology advanced, electronic instruments came into being that could play more than a single note at a time. Along with this increased polyphony came added control, such as sequencers for storing patterns of notes, or simple arpeggiators that any musician could call upon without complicated programming of the machine. With this, the synthesizer industry entered into a kind of arms race to uh, see which company could produce a polyphonic keyboard that would really appeal to musicians. While most of these new instruments landed first in the world of rock and roll, I've noticed that a lot of recordings in my archives feature fusion jazz that embraced the beginning of polyphonic synthesis and blended it into jazz fusion. This episode will feature examples from this transitory period when monophonic synths were still being used, but being supplanted by polyphonic models as the industry matured. The examples I'll play hover around several specific makers of instruments, so perhaps I will take them in roughly chronological order to work through the tracks as a kind of evolution of polyphonic synthesis. Know that all the details about each track and specific instrumentation are in the playlist on the podcast website. The Polymoog was a hybrid polyphonic analog synthesizer manufactured by Moog Music from 1975 to 1980. The Polymoog sounds were preset and limited when compared to the programmable voices found later in the Prophet 5. Although the individual waveforms could not be manipulated or reprogrammed, the instrument included a variety of dynamic parameter features that could be applied to each preset sound, combining octaves, envelope attack, and low-frequency oscillation, depth, and rate. Its preset sounds were reminiscent of the presets on electronic organs, and there were 14 of them, including Vox Humana, perhaps the most famous, String 1, String 2, Electric Piano, Piano, Honky Tonk, Clavinet, etc. Interestingly, the American-made Polymoog had a loyal following with European musicians and jazz musicians. The Polymoog had sounds burned into circuit boards and could not create each voice from individual oscillators and filters or store sounds programmed by the user, which is the reason why it was not more popular. Also in 1975, Oberheim introduced the Synthesizer Expander Module, 
or SEM, to complement the DS2 sequencer and enable a user to play one synthesizer, while the DS2 played a sequence on another. Audio filter of the Oberheim was done a little differently than Moog and ARP synthesizers, which gave the instrument a distinctively different sound. Oberheim successively introduced the two-voice, four-voice, and eight-voice synthesizers by 1977. The Prophet 5 by Sequential was an analog synthesizer introduced in 1977. It was invented by Dave Smith and John Bowen and was the first polyphonic synthesizer to use microprocessors with programmable memory. So named, so named because it had five-voice polyphony, two oscillators per voice, and a white noise generator this instrument was easy for a musician to understand uh, and use and gained wide acceptance in the 1980s, essentially blowing away the competition. It soon became a workhorse for many musicians, outclassing the Polymoog with the ability to store and recall a broad palette of reliable sounds. The next two instruments have special personalities of their own, although they weren't in widespread use like others mentioned here. But I thought it would be fun to give a listen to some examples of these. So the Roland Jupiter 4 is heard on a track by Rolf Kuhn, the German musician and keyboardist. It was introduced in 1978. It was a four-voice synth, and the individual voices could be synced together for one fat monophonic lead. Its pitch wheel, in addition to changing the frequency, could be assigned to a voltage-controlled filter or amplifier as well. It also had a spectacular arpeggiator. Rolf Kuhn used the Roland Jupiter 4 for the tracks heard in this episode, and it was the only synthesizer used in that session. Another interesting device from 1978 was the Farfisa Sinto Orchestra from Italy. This was a popular string synth in Europe in the late 1970s, mostly in electronic or pop music. It was a hybrid polysynth and monosynth. The keyboard of the synth orchestra was split into a polyphonic section for string sounds and a monophonic synthesizer section. It's heard on the track by Czech group Combo FH. So in the course of putting this program together, I have found various great examples using those very synthesizers. So let's listen now to selections from the archives for this episode called The Polyphonic Synth Journey of Fusion Jazz. This is Tom Holmes. You are listening to the Archive of Electronic Music.
You are listening to the polyphonic synth journey of fusion jazz on the Archive of Electronic Music. This is Tom Holmes.
You've been listening to the polyphonic synth journey of fusion jazz on the Archive of Electronic Music. This is Tom Holmes. Details about these works can be found on the podcast website. Notes from the program are found on my blog, Noise and Notations, located at tomholmes.com. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge, in print or as an ebook. 
You may also want to pick up a copy of my book about sound art, available from Routledge as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to explore our library of past episodes. They span many genres, technologies, and artists associated with electronic music, all inspired by vintage recordings from my archives with the hope of livening up the history of the music by playing the music itself. For now, so long from the archive of electronic music. See you next time. All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at tomholmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. <laughs>